Hey everyone, thanks for listening in to the Westside Personalized Podcast. This week's episode is a terrific example of personalization in a single assignment. Be excited to listen in as Lance shares his vision and implementation for his learners to explore social activists. That said, this episode is a little shorter than most, and so I wanted to take a quick moment to again thank you for listening in. Our podcast downloads have doubled in recent weeks, and if you are enjoying the pod, please subscribe to us on iTunes or leave us a comment or two. We also have personalized learning video content along with a variety of instructional videos for ELA lessons on my YouTube channel. Just head over to youtube.com and search for me by name, Andrew Easton. Oh, and one last thing real quick. I would love to do a mailbag podcast here at some point in the next few weeks. And so if you have any personalized learning questions that you would like to ask, please email those in to personalized.learning at westside66.net. Again, that's personalized.learning at westside66.net. Hey, big thanks to all of you, friends of the pod, for listening in. Hey, and big thanks to all of you, friends of the pod, for listening in. Let's get to this episode. All right, cue the intro music. Welcome to the West Side Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod. All right, uh, excited to talk uh, once again with Lance Mosier. We're going to be one of our first return guests, actually, so I'm pretty excited about yeah. that, running it back for the Westside Personalized Podcast. And I had a chance about two weeks ago, maybe, uh, I was bebopping around as I normally do at the, uh, here, there, and everywhere, and at the middle school, and, and talked with Lance a little bit about uh, something he was doing with regards to having students create social media, kind of like fake social media pages, or at least that was the option uh, for recent times. So Lance kind of introduced himself once again for those that maybe didn't listen and, and let him kind of dive right into uh, the cool personalized stuff he was doing with that assignment. Yeah, uh, my name is Lance Mosier. I'm an 8th grade U.S. history teacher at Westside Middle School. And um, this has been kind of a project that's evolved over some time, over some years, over the progressive era. And when we kind of learn about the progressive era, um, we tend to focus on about six different major reformers that kind of looked at some of the social activism that they did uh, during that time period in the early 20th century. And um, at first, I had kids do a, a podcast, actually, when I first did this lesson, where they kind of made fake interviews of those reformers. And um, I, I, I liked the, some of the projects, but I didn't just didn't really feel that the kids were getting into it as well. And um, I kind of ran across some fake Facebook accounts. I saw on Twitter, and so I kind of started digging those a little bit deeper, and and thought maybe kind of fun for a way for students to kind of make a fake account uh, for how that progressive reformer would have maybe used those that social media to leverage their message on the problems they saw in American society at that time, and also some of the reform efforts that they tried to lead, and it's kind of kind of blossomed from there. So uh, we use multiple different accounts now uh, for kids to kind of pick and choose to kind of create that kind of social interaction on that reformer. So. So do they create like the actual account on those various sites or is it like, because I've seen ones too where people will get almost a template on paper and they'll kind of fill it out or they'll do some sort of more like artistic yeah. piece. All of these are, all these are basically templates. Um, some, some accounts prevent you from creating fake or fictitious accounts. I think mm-hmm. Facebook, Facebook I know is one of them. Twitter is not, but Facebook is one of them. And um, district filter policies on some of our social media accounts. Right. Some of them are blocked at the middle school than others. So. Ryan O'Donnell, I believe, is his name. Yeah, Ryan O'Donnell uh, had a whole bunch of different templates on his website. He had a couple templates that I use, like Instagram and Facebook. Or there's another website, classtools.net, that had another fake website, fake book generator kind of website oh, cool. too as well. And so I've kind of used some of those resources too. Uh, so the kids can create their own, basically, on their laptops. And for a one-to-one, I mean, most of the kids end up making this on their computer. 
Um, but they kind of do a little bit of some research on their particular reformer. They kind of read a little bit about the problems that American society was kind of grappling with during that time period and then some of the reform efforts. And then I kind of give them a basic template of, for their project, they have to include the name of the person in their photograph. Um, they have to have a quote somewhere on their social media account of mm -hmm. kind of something, that, a quote from that particular person. Uh, kind of a description of the problems and reforms. And there's some vocabulary words I, I kind of look for specifically. So like when they, if they do like Teddy Roosevelt, you know, the big thing is trust busting and breaking up into monopolies. Um, Alice Paul is like women's rights and suffrage. Mother Jones, child labor, working conditions. Uh, John Muir, environmental concerns, pollution. And like Upton Sinclair, the jungle, food safety, all that good stuff. And then uh, W.B. Du Bois talking about the NAACP and racial inequality and those kinds of things. So they so they kind of do research on that. And um, I give them different templates to choose from that I've kind of collected over the years. So I've got uh, a fake book. Uh, a Facebook fake book kind of template mm -hmm. from Ryan O'Donnell, uh, an Instagram, it's like a mobile Instagram account. Um, I also have a Twitter template as well that's a keynote slide basically the kids download and they can go in there and manipulate the text boxes and drop in pictures and things like that. A couple of years ago I had students that really didn't have any access to social media. I mean, their parents didn't want them to have any access to Facebook and Twitter and, and so um, I found some fake text messaging websites as well. So oh, I've given cool. that as an option too. So, so the big thing is with social media, it's social. So they had to have some conversations on their accounts, not just them posting things, but I also wanted them to incorporate some other reformers as well, kind of responding back to them on their efforts, but also t chiming in some of their concerns too. So, so to some contemporaries some... for those like prospective people, like did they have to identify them. And so there was a, yeah, era specific someone else that had to risk like generally I, I encourage them or i like, trying to lead them towards a little bit towards some of the other reformers that they could choose from so like they picked like um if they picked like teddy roosevelt as their main person they can like have john muir like chime in on some things okay. but they, they, okay. they, they've done some readings that we've talked about too that you know john muir took roosevelt out camping and so they kind of know there's been some of those social interactions already if there's some like specific people from their research and readings like rockefeller and the trust sure. monopolies would fit in as roosevelt as well and and or there's like some other people they kind of glean from the research they can definitely incorporate those but most students tend to picking pick one of the other reformers cool so they have they have choice in the person that they select they have choice in the social media piece they have choice in kind of layout and, and design of those and then they also have choice with regards to who uh replies or gives them some sort of social media like feedback and and that quote even i think you know obviously to to be able to pick whatever quote that you'd like to like add i like that you have some expectations and there's certainly some things you can throw on a rubric there but uh yeah there's kind of a great great general criteria but you know the biggest thing is to be kind of creative um, like I think one year, one kid made a fake Twitter account for Mother Jones, and, and it was like at not your mother, you know, just 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 kind of quirky in the middle school humor. And so kids do some funny things like that every once in a while. And so I, I tell them to be creative. I said the biggest thing is is what I'm looking for is are you addressing the major problems that people were worried about: food safety, racial discrimination, monopolies and trusts, and unfair business practices, environmental issues. Uh, women's rights to vote, suffrage issues. I mean, those are kind of the big things that need to be incorporated in their projects. And mm -hmm. there's like specific vocabulary terms that they have to use because I kind of give them a list. So these are some specific terms from the readings and from the research that you're, you've been working on So do that you... I need to see in there somehow incorporated. But okay. how you do that is kind of up to you and how you put that together, whether you feel more comfortable making a text, me text messaging or a Facebook account or an Instagram account. Um, so, but they can kind of choose. So I give them that choice to pick on what they want to do. Do you see them kind of pick up? I guess that uh, that social media is a form of social activism. Like, 
or could can be. And, and that's something I kind of, when I introduce the project to them, is I, I talk a lot about that, you know, one of the biggest things that social media is used today is for modern social activism. I mean, this last weekend uh, with that March for Our Lives in Washington, D.C. was mostly organized through social media. And uh, Arab Spring a couple of years ago, I mean, over in the Middle East, a lot of that was being done through social media, social activism. So I try to incorporate that as best as I can and tell them, that, you know, this is, we're kind of suspending disbelief because we know they didn't have computers, they didn't have smartphones sure. back in the 1900s. But what if they would have? How would Alice Paul would have leveraged that and while she was going on her hunger strike for women's rights? And how would she have tried to get her message out to the mass media, to the public, um, to try to promote her concerns about what was going on as an unfair mm -hmm. practice of women's not getting the same rights as men to voting? And trying to help them see just how the, the power sometimes of social media can be. Um, in terms of mobilizing the masses, in yeah. sense, and realizing that back then, you know, they used magazines and they had rallies and protests. But what did that look, look, looked like in modern context? I guess yeah. so. It's super interesting to just think about not only taking something, someone and their cause and their movement, I guess, from the past and kind of putting it in a modern context, but then also by doing that to start to think about as they grow up and get old. You know, you're already. Uh, yeah, just all those conversations about how, how to leverage social media. And there's a little of, like, fake, too, with those too, because it also, I mean, you're making fake accounts and just how easy it is to, you know, make a, <laughs> oh, sure. make, make a fake sure. account or, you know, some of the, the screenshots for text messaging are really realistic looking. And so it's it's easy to fake things sometimes, too. So it's sometimes can lead into some conversations about being skeptical and at least leery sometimes with those things like that. So not that's the intention of the project is to do that, but it's... Sometimes oh, can lead those convers side conversations of you know, why it's important to verify and trust and use those thinking skills we try to do in social studies with them to find other sources that corroborate your your claims and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So, well, awesome. Thanks. I was just hoping to get kind of a short little conversation here, which we I think we've kind of done. I guess to kind of encapsulate. Is there anything else I'm not asking about that assignment? That no. I, I mean, that for the most part, I mean that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I kind of lay out a basic framework, and I usually show students past examples with some things that students have done in the past. Um, I you know I really emphasize with them, pick a form that you feel the most comfortable with because some students don't know Twitter very well because it's mm -hmm. not really, most students are kind of dabbing in that a little bit in, in eighth grade, but like Instagram, most of them have done something with Instagram. I did a new thing with Snapchat this year, so uh, I gave them a template. I want to make some modifications, I think, on it for next year, but you know, I'm always trying to, trying to find where their wheelhouse is, yeah. you know, so where their kind of their interest lies with social media, and that's the... A moving target usually sometimes, but <laughs> so, so I was just gonna so say, the always, second you figure it out, they'll always change. Adding, and it was like Facebook. It's like, well, that's my grandparents use, you know. So, so even Facebook sometimes is not always the best single template. So that's why Choice is nice on this one because they can mm -hmm. kind of pick an area that they feel comfortable with understanding how it works, and, and that's why I wanted to make sure I use the text messaging because almost every kid texts, <laughs> <laughs> right? So at least we got that. Bare though. minimum, at least they'll have they, most of them have a phone. So oh, that's great. Well, thanks for being so creative and uh, you know I, and using. Twitter to even find the templates, right? Like in hey, finding ways to leverage social media. In the I classroom. learn a lot from from Twitter from different teachers I follow. I'm I'm glad people are willing to share so much because you know I, I try to share what I do out there as well. But um, you get a lot of good ideas and seeing how you can maybe use it in your own classroom is helpful. So yeah, and that's why we're here today. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks so much for your thanks, time. Andrew. Yep. Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.